Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we're back. Episode 108. Damn, what is that? 108? Yeah, 108. Yep, God yep. damn. I f- as soon as we start talking, I always fucking forget. Anyways. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get right into it. Um, recently, it was actually about four or five days ago, um, Joe Rogan, he had on Chris D'Elia and Brian Callen. And at the, at the very beginning of that episode, uh, he mentioned about his guests being tested. Right. He's like, mm-hmm. anybody that comes in here, they get tested for COVID-19. Right. Mm-hmm. And he also had mentioned that, you know, I've been tested twice. Shit, I might get tested every other day. Right. Now, I think the thing about Joe Rogan is I, I don't when he says these things or things like this, I don't think he says them to brag. And I think yeah. every single um, headline has been Joe Rogan brags about being tested. Right. And it, I don't think he was bragging, but I still think he fucked up. Yeah. I, I think Joe Rogan fucked up based on the fact that. Um, he has to be more cognizant of the fact that a lot of people can't get tested, mm-hmm. right? Being as he is Joe Rogan, I'm sure he has an excellent doctor and he has people that he's known for many years that can get him the test. Mm-hmm. Joe, we talking about a guy that has a fucking uh, a dark tank or dunk tank in his house. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I forgot what it, they use. Like it's uh, like a sleeping. Yeah, yeah. A sleep tank. He's got like salt water and all yeah. kind of. I mean, Joe Rogan is the type the of fountain guy. Fountain of youth. He got the fountain of youth. In exactly. His house. He got the fountain of youth in his fucking house. Mm. So you you should assume, and he's got the number one podcast in the world. So yeah, you know this fucking guy's got access to things you probably wouldn't ex- like expect. But I think it would have been better, uh, better played had he not even mentioned the fucking test. Yeah, him mentioning the test has got everybody like on the edge because like i think i'm sick and i can't get a test but joe rogan is over here talking about he's getting tested every other day i don't understand how can he get a fucking test and my cock is small you know I'm dead. <laughs> no, I'm <playing>. <laughs> doctor can't help you with no small cock i'm yeah, sorry brother yeah, yeah. you're like i went to the doctor he said i had small <laughs> i had cockulitis cockulitis <laughs> <laughs> minuscule cockulitis mini cockulitis <laughs> yeah no nah, man but th- that's my thing i think that sometimes too uh joe rogan has, has had a lot of like a lot of money has been rich probably for quite some time yeah so i think he wasn't aware and I, I just think that sometimes people that are successful it's not their fault all the time but they don't realize how privileged they are yeah. they could get caught up in having a conversation with you know people that are successful like them and then they bring that conversation to the podcast platform but they yeah. got they got the average joe blow listening to this shit mad as a motherfucker yeah he, i feel like he i feel like he can't win no I, I honestly feel like just listening back to that i feel like he was having a casual conversation with one of his friends right and then it just so happened that he was talking about the current event and you know the coronavirus and just right. speaking up on on how he's dealing with it and the internet and social media just took it upon themselves to try to cancel him or whatever. Right. Yeah. But Joe Rogan's no, he's no uh, stranger to these things. They've, yeah. they've tried to like bash him and call him conservative. Then they bashed him and called him liberal. Then they mm-hmm. bashed him and called him uh, homophobic. Then they bashed yeah. him. And, all these things. They've mm-hmm. called him racist. They called him all kind of shit. So this is not new territory for Joe Rogan. Yeah. I, I just think that uh, what I learned from situations like that, like this is, you know, once our platform expands, that we have to be aware of what we say. And we're not always going to get it right. They're going to be like, that slime ball Eddie McGee is a piece of shit. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. You know, he just said he had $9 million. And it's like, well, I do have $9 million. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's like, you got to, you also have to realize that when the average person is listening to 
you know, you say these things. This is regular conversation for you and your successful, you know, comedian friends or actor friends. You guys had these conversations, but it's not so regular for everyone else. A lot of people are struggling. The average person is paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, I think you can't. What what it really sounds like is these people are mad that Joe Rogan is rich. True. I mean, you can't you can't really be mad that someone's extremely successful and they put in a lot of work. They they toured around the country. They worked on their craft. They've hosted all kind of shows. And he put himself in a position to get tested as frequently as he wants to and even have the the doctor at his podcast. True. So you can't really be mad at that. Um, you know, that, that's what I would it, you know, the more and more I'm listening to these people and reading these articles and stuff, that's what it sounds like they're really mad at. They're just mad right. that he's, he's an extremely wealthy person. But, True. um, like I said before, it, it the, the tone of it, when you actually, so for, for, I think a lot of people, they probably didn't listen to it and then they just seen the articles and then they probably never went back to see what he actually said or the tone in which he actually said it. True. Um, it was a little tone deaf. He was speaking from a very privileged place, right. but I don't see it was there was no malice. True, you know, he was just having a casual conversation. True, he, and I don't think he owes anyone an apology. No. I, it's just like you said. I think it's a, a thing to where people that have platforms and people that are content creators and people that have a social media presence. I just think it's a. A lesson for us to just be more mindful of what right. we're saying. You know, you don't want to be that guy that's talking down on people. So, yeah, one thousand percent. But I've already made the same mistake as Joe Rogan on a small scale, where I'm talking about the country, like, ah, oh, well, they, you know, Americans don't want to go back to work. It's a virus out there. This, that, and the third. But I can't speak for all of Americans, and I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I was also myself speaking from a place of privilege because mm-hmm. I haven't skipped a day of work. In fact, it has gotten even more busy. Since the fucking coronavirus. Yeah, Keith's, mm-hmm. Keith's having some problems over here. He's trying, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to do some shit. He got all hanged up in the wires. <laughs> I feel like a fly in a freaking spider web. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's going on, man? I'm trying to plug in my laptop charger over Oh, you're going to plug it in? Yeah. So it Don't gonna, mind me, guys. Is it going to reach? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, look, I, I just think that uh, we all can, we all make a similar like mistake except you know no one's psychoanalyzing everything we do but when you're a person that has a platform you're under a microscope so you're gonna have people saying they're gonna be able to look at what you're doing can you imagine what your life would be like if you woke up as regular joe blow and a motherfucker was critiquing everything you did that would that would be terrible be like well you didn't put enough uh you didn't put enough coffee in the machine there buddy yeah yeah imagine those those same people that are criticizing him imagine if you um if someone criticized your job on that level right say you work at subway or whatever and it's like you didn't put enough mayonnaise on the sandwich or you put too much lettuce or something so and you put brown lettuce on that sandwich you you piece of shit (laughs) i you know for some reason i really hate brown lettuce you know the the lettuce is still good but it's about to go bad and it's a little bit brown and then they put that on your sandwich at subway i said that i i would i did not mean to be disrespectful but she put some it of that sounds brown like lettuce. you hate Mexicans. That's what I hear when you're saying this. I hate brown lettuce. It's just all I hear. Like I said, I'm talking about a sandwich. <laughs> but I fucking... <laughs> she, she put some brown lettuce on the sandwich. 
And I was like, hey, 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 I'm sorry, but can you please take they that? They do be doing lettuce? that, having that old lettuce, old yeah. vegetables up there. Nah, the take that out of here. Yeah. It's bad enough we got the coronavirus. Don't give me brown lettuce, brown man. Brown lettuce. If I'm going to get the coronavirus, I'd rather be for some fresh lettuce. Okay? I, actually, I, I, I don't really mess with Subway for that reason. Like, I just feel like it's so dingy when you walk in. Eh, not always. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's fresh. Yeah. Sometimes it tastes really fresh. But my thing is just the concept of paying for a sandwich to me is a little asinine. I can make the same fucking <laughs> sandwich, sandwich at home. At the crib. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you ain't got nothing special in there. The bread is probably the only special thing. Yeah. That's yeah. a subway downtown that I would not recommend anyone going to. Yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it, sounds <laughs> probably, it sounds just probably made by a bunch of gangbangers. <laughs> <laughs> you want your motherfucking sandwich, nigga? <laughs> Excuse me, sir? Man, fuck you, man. Next yeah. customer. You're yeah. like, hey, man. This one girl in there, she looked like like a leader of the Hell's Angels or something. She got a fade, tattoos, missing teeth. I'd be like, God damn. She'd be behind the counter like, all right, nigga, what, it mean? Uh, what would you like to do in Subway? Thank you for calling. <laughs> you just called me the N-word? God damn, she called me the motherfucking N-word. Nah, man. Uh, but ultimately, uh, my thing about it is, is I've caught myself, like I mentioned, in a place of privilege speaking on things when someone could look at me and say, well, at least you have your job. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. I, I am actually living in a place of privilege based on most of America is not working and I still am. Yeah. That is privilege, whether you, you realize it or not. You know, there's <clears throat> there's even some people that don't recognize their privilege because they're underprivileged right now. Wow. Imagine if you're a person mm-hmm. and you made $71,000 last year. Right. And you spent all that money, whether it was on your house and you got a a car payment and you got a couple kids and stuff like that and you barely you know you're making a lot of money on paper but in reality you barely make ends meet mm. and then you didn't get that stimulus package oh 100 yeah that's true that's very true man hell man that's nuts mm-hmm. can you imagine if somebody critiqued you while you were like having sex with your wife i'm dead <laughs> They're like, you ain't giving her no long <laughs> Where are the long strokes, buddy? Ain't nothing going on back there. You don't even know how to clap those cheeks. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So you ultimate- might need blue chew. All right. Yo, folks, I'm telling you, this is not a sponsor, but I would not mind if they would sponsor the podcast. But there's blue a product chew. called Blue Chew, and it's it's I guess as you could call it like Viagra Junior. Viagra Junior. I don't know, but I, I heard about Blue Chew from one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Brilliant Idiots, with Andrew Schultz and uh, Charlemagne the God. And I was like, you know, fuck it, let me let me see what they're talking about. So I got it, and uh, I remember Andrew Schultz had pitched it so good. I was like, let me just try this. Yeah, this this is why brand awareness is so important. Mm-hmm. I get the pill. Um, I'm having a conversation with this lady, uh, this young lady, and then one thing leads to the next, and I'm already knowing like I'm gonna I'm gonna end up eventually fucking her. So let me try these pills tonight. I take them. You're supposed to take them 30 minutes before sex, and we were talking, talking, and as soon as the conversation spiced up, I kind of snuck in those pills while she wasn't looking. Yeah, and I was like, all right. So man, the sexual experience was amazing. <laughs> it was like a blast from the past. Yeah. Well, not, not even blast from the past. It was a blast in that ass. <laughs> Blue Chew is an amazing product. I will say that much. Not to say, like, you don't need to have any type of, like, uh, what do you, like, we call it uh, erectile dysfunction problems. Like, I, don't, I never had that problem. 
but it's it just, just a stimulus package for your package. Yeah, it's a stimulus package for your cockage, <laughs> and it will <laughs> it will intensify your sexual experience, and it's yeah. pretty cool. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I, they didn't pay me to say that. So yeah, if Bluetooth, you come across this podcast, just know. Yeah, that, we need a referral code yeah. or something. Yeah, bro. it'd be like a, a trucker, whatever. Yeah. You know? Send us some, you know what I'm saying? Send us some free packets. I think that the the things that I would like to uh, promote on the podcast, one of them would be Blue Chew. Another one would be um, uh, what the, Manscaped. Yeah. Manscaped. And then uh, another one would be, uh, it's a couple. But yeah. I, I wouldn't like to promote a product. Um, just because they're paying me to do it, because if I don't like believe in it, I don't want to be like, try this. And I'm yeah. like, and I know it really fucking sucks. I tried Blue Chew before. Yeah. It was uh, it was interesting cuz um first of all like it never registered to me that I didn't have to like pop the pill. Like I right. didn't have to drink water with it. No. And then when I popped the, or when I actually opened the package it was like just chew, chew it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Man, duh. Like it's called Blue Chew." Mm-hmm. Um and then I think I took when I took it, I um it took too long to get to the actual sexual part. So uh-huh. I don't know if it. I think it worked, but I'm not sure if I got the full extent of uh, what it could do. Yeah, but, dude, yeah. You misused it. <laughs> you got yeah, it like, was like it was a minute. It was like maybe an hour or so after. I think the best time, to, the best way to use it, one like if you really want, you really want to like get like like a really good sexual experience. I would take two of them at once. Yeah, take two, chew them up probably about 38 to 42 minutes later and then preferably do something where you're moving around a little bit like yeah. if you're having a conversation you could probably stand up and like move your yeah, hands around but then you're gonna have to sit down because your dick's gonna get hard yeah yeah that's that, that, yeah that's, I, I feel like i missed the window whenever i whenever yeah. i because girls be chopping it up you're like oh my god you never guess what happened to me at work today yeah and you can't oh, say like hey girl i'm on this blue chew like yeah, i gotta I gotta, I gotta stick some dick inside you because it's <laughs> gonna wear off. Yeah, dude, that shit is. I don't know, man. That shit is like it's like a workout. Yeah, it's like a. I don't know what you could like a cock out. I don't know. <laughs> it's like lifting weights. Yeah, except all the blood is going to one area. Yeah, felt like I was doing the deadlifts. That's crazy. Dick lifts. <laughs> nah. Yeah, but all right. Uh, switching gears. Um, Kyle Larson. Is a uh, I think he's an indie car racer. I believe. I think it's indie. I could be wrong. I don't want to fumble that. But anyways, mm-hmm. Kyle Larson was doing this uh, live stream for this virtual racing, and um, he basically was. Uh, I guess that he couldn't. He couldn't hear who was all in the live stream. He's like, "Hey, hey, nigger, hey, nigger," and then the dude like didn't hear him at first. He's like, "Nigger," and then <laughs> and then the white dude was like. Hey, bro, everybody can hear you, man. Everybody can hear you. And then they found out it was Kyle Larson. So uh, ultimately, Kyle Larson was dropped by all of his sponsors. They got rid of him. Um, He did an apology. And he just basically was stating, like, you know, I want to apologize to, you know, especially the African-American community um, because this was, you know, uh, it's a very hateful, very terrible word. And I'm very sorry that I said it. Let me be clear when I say this. Kyle Larson is not sorry that he said nigger. <laughs> Fuck no. He's not he's not sorry. He's sorry he lost he, his sponsorship. He's sorry he lost his fucking money. Okay. Yeah. Especially during this goddamn quarantine. You know, he was getting paid for calling people niggers behind their back. 
<laughs> now he ain't got those sponsors no more. Yeah. Okay, but here's the problem. Anybody that would say nigger like that, it's a part of their regular vernacular. Oh yes. That was like they just wake up, ah, niggers, right? Mm. That's it. <laughs> it's a good day to shoot some niggers. Yeah. Let me call my buddy. Hey Kyle, what's up? <laughs> Nothing much, nigger. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. And you could t- the funny part is is you know that's how he talks to his friends. Oh yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hey, nigger, nigger, nigger. Pass me the drink, nigger. <laughs> A house full of white people. He just calling everybody niggers. Yeah, dude. It's just completely fucking ignorant, right? Yeah. Um, and and the thing about it is this. I've seen somebody defending Kyle Larson, but this is what they use. Don't you ever use this type of rhetoric. Okay. Yeah. Don't do this. The guy that was trying to defend Kyle Larson saying nigger, he said, Well, how's it any different from rappers? Rappers say the N-word all the time and no one bats an eye. And I'm thinking about you clueless fuck. Mm-hmm. You you don't understand, do you? Let me be very clear. The word nigger was used to uh, to basically reduce black people. Mm-hmm. To reduce them while you hit them with whips and made them do free labor. Okay, yeah. Then black people took that word, turned it around, and used it as a basically a term of endearment. We have taken that word and... Took ca- the power. We took the power. Mm-hmm. We took the power from it and basically... Like, hey, what's up, my nigga? What's going on? And that's something that we have in our culture, right? Mm-hmm. And you say, well, I mean, if it's a bad word, why are you saying it? Oh, why are black people saying nigga? Let me explain. Every culture has something that they say to each other, right? Whether it's an Italians, I don't know what they call each other. Like, hey, you tascarore. Right. Spaghetti. Hey, raviolios. Hey. Right? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Tony, make some fucking cannolis over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they do. Mex- Mexicans have their own thing too. They call each other whatever. Black people call each other, hey, what's up, my nigga? Whatever the case. Yeah. So it sounds dumb for you to try to say that as a uh, defensive Kyle Larson, right? Yeah. Right. You're you're trying to appropriate a word. Just let me just flat out say it. If you're white, don't ever fucking say it. Period. Don't. Cause whatever white people say to each other, right? I don't try to run around and be like, I don't really know if white people have anything they specifically call each other. Yeah. But let's say it's a Mexican guy that calls his buddy, hey, what's up, Cardinal? What's up, S.A.? I'm not running around calling Keith S.A. Yeah. I'm not running around. Nobody know S.A. unless I'm writing a paper. Right. You know, you're writing a term paper. Hey, I got an essay to turn. <laughs> so it just sounds fucked up. It's not really a good way to defend what he did. Um, I'm not going to, you know... Say, oh man, you need to cancel him forever. Uh, yeah, because he's gonna see probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is not even like the the the. I guess the opportunity to cancel somebody. We we already know what it is. That it wasn't 100%. surprising. Um, we know there's a lot of white people out there that say it. I know you know people uh, indirectly that you know have used the term. Yeah, and you know they use it so yeah use it they use it that casually. Right, and um, these are people that are primarily not surrounded by black people. And you can tell by the way that they're using the term. Right. And the way that he said it was just, it was almost funny in a sense. (laughs) I think there's probably a joke in there somewhere, but um, it was just so stupid that, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be insensitive to the times, but it was just, it was just ridiculous. And definitely as far as that apology, you, you, we already know what this is. He's just trying to save face. He, He doesn't even like, there's certain things you can apologize for 
and genuinely mean it. Right. Um, if you say something and you you don't necessarily know what you're what you're saying, you know, if we say something on here that's homophobic or um, that's uh, discriminatory towards a community, Mexicans, whatever, and we don't knowingly say uh, or we we um, unknowingly say these certain things, then it's okay to get on your platform and say, "I apologize. I wasn't aware right. that that was disrespectful." Yada yada yada. The 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 term nigger has been disrespectful for hundreds of years now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not something that you you just wake up and and realize that it's it's right. you know it's it's disrespectful. So hundred percent. As far as that, um, you know, it, this is going to blow over. It's not, it's nothing really you can do. The the only thing we can do this obviously this is a conversation piece for our podcast, but in reality, in uh, six months, he's probably going to get some some more sponsors oh, rolling yeah, around, course. and he was supposedly um a really good racer, so yeah. he's in a really good racist. So right, um, right. he's he's he, he was supposed to take over like um some other I don't know I read something that he's you know he's pretty legit, so yeah, oh, yeah. he'll be he'll be back on the on the track pretty soon. Oh yeah, NASC and like the whole NASCAR culture, they're probably like. You do. You, everybody's so sensitive nowadays. You can't say nothing. <laughs> it don't make no sense. <laughs> you can't even say coon and nigger nowadays. I don't know what's going on with the world. We're just so soft now. The South will rise again. <laughs> <laughs> First they take our Confederate flags, and now we can't say nigger. Oh God, darn tootin'. <laughs> this shirt is made out of cotton, and some nigger made it back in the day. And I can't even get the. You can't say the word no more. It don't make no sense. <laughs> Uh, Mexicans don't want to pick fruits and black can't call blacks nigger. (laughs) I'm about to have a mental breakdown. (laughs) There's a world where people are defending it, man. Yeah. And and here's here's the deal, man. I'm not here to believe whatever you want. Believe whatever you want to believe. But let me give you an example, okay? Uh, and, And imagine a person being a little person, right? Or, you know, technically, you know, you can't say midget anymore, but a uh, mm-hmm. little person, dwarf, whatever the fuck. And he's feeling bad, right? He's mad about something. He's mad because he's short, whatever. And a guy that's six foot five. No, imagine he says, I'm tired of the world judging me because I'm a dwarf, right? Yeah. And then a guy comes along that's like six foot fucking five. And he's like, nobody's judging you because you're short. And he's like, motherfucker. How can you tell me that the world, how can you tell me how to feel and you're six foot five? You don't know what my experience is. And that's how the N word is to us. You can't tell black people how to feel when you're calling them niggers. Okay. Yeah. 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 Me personally, I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't, I don't give a fuck based on the fact that that word doesn't have power to me. I feel bad for you. If you're saying nigger in 2020, I feel bad for you. Not only because you behind. But somebody gonna fuck you up. Like, yeah. <laughs> somebody gonna fuck you up. You think it's a joke and you like, I say nigga anytime I want. Yeah. Go over there on the east side of town and say <laughs> you say, <laughs> Go on the east side of town and say nigga, you will not make it back. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just don't think you could tell people how to feel. I'm not saying he did that, but mm-hmm. there's some people that are defending it trying to say, like, oh, with well, black people doing this. And I hear black people say racist stuff about whites all the time. Now, yeah. I've heard it. I've heard a lot of racial undertones towards white people from black people. I've heard it. And, and when it's straight out distasteful, I'm like, hold on. Yeah, that's that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. But, right, 
based on the historical context of things, like if you hear a comedian or something like that, even on this podcast, when we crack a joke on whether it be Asians or Mexicans or whatever, there's always a satirical undertone to it. It's not from a literary stance. And everybody could tell that we're playing around. Yeah. But I'm not out here using derogative racial terms towards people. That's a whole nother fucking level, man. That's a whole nother level. And we don't we don't play like that. Yeah. I, what I don't understand is just one word. Right. You, uh, there are people at, out there that act like they cannot live without saying nigga. It's ridiculous. I'm black and I don't say nigga all the time. I don't either. Yeah. It's you not, don't just hear me walking around like nigga, 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 nigga. Right. It, you probably could count a handful of times you heard us actually say nigga on the podcast. Yeah. It's not a part of my everyday vernacular. It's just yeah. not. There's just there's more the the Webster dictionary is full of amazing words. Right. Like and, you don't have to say nigga all the time. Right. Not to mention if you be like, I don't understand if black people can say the N word and I can't. Like, first of all, white people, why do you want to say the fucking N-word so bad? Yeah. What is it that, that really possesses you to say, you know what? I, I look, I you know, I pay my taxes and I'm not I should racist. be able to say nigga because I, I pay taxes. I pay my taxes on time. I love my country. I'm dead. Like, I should earn the right to say the N-word. Look here. Okay. Let, let, imagine if the black delegation came together and said, hey, you know what? White people, go ahead and say nigga all you want. They would still, they wouldn't they wouldn't say it. Yeah. They wouldn't say it. Cause you know you got no allure, business. It's an allure to it when you're actually not supposed to say right, it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's as much as I don't want them saying the word, um, that may be the angle we need to take. Yeah, go ahead, do it. Go ahead. And do then it. we like and for us, like as far as culture, we make culture. We make things cool. We we know we make lingo. You got, you know, guys like E forty, Beyonce with Bootylicious, and you know, E forty is, you know, Gouda and all these different terms as, as far as like you know giving certain terms different names right um we can we can switch it up oh yeah we can come up with something new yeah and the thing about it i know the conversations that you know uh not all of white america but a lot of white america have like i don't see the big deal like black people say the n-word every other two seconds in rap songs and if we say it out of frustration then we get treated like i'm thinking like let me be very clear I have never gotten frustrated with a white person and called them the word that rhymes with saltine cracker because I never gave a fuck to do that. <laughs> that don't, it don't rhyme with saltine cracker. Yeah. It is you know cracker. The fuck I meant. You know what the fuck I meant. <laughs> but like, yo, I never did. It's just never been ingrained in me to do that. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's ingrained in you. Mm -hmm. But don't fight for the right to say the N-word because mm -hmm. if you say nigger, you're going to get fucked up. I'm telling you straight up <laughs> right now. If you say you call somebody that, you better be ready to fight or you better be ready to run or you better yeah. have a gun on you because somebody is not going to take that right. Now, if you run into a Christian man, like a Christian, like a pastor, a black man that's in the church or something, he'd be like, I'm going to pray for you, brother. I'm just going to pray for you. Yeah. But you you run into fucking Daquan or <clears throat> Daquan or Deshaun or Daquan. <laughs> whoever it is, they, you don't get fucked up, man. Don't do that. Yeah. They shooting niggas for less than that nowadays so yeah yeah don't yeah don't play around watch man. your words yeah watch your words in a, in a nutshell um i'm pretty sure keith feels the same way i do i wasn't shocked i wasn't like angry i thought it was hilarious yeah like and i think the biggest offensive thing about it is it was there was nothing funny behind it the most offensive thing was his apology oh yeah that was a joke you know me apologizing for and this motherfucker <laughs> is half asian <laughs> this motherfucker was in the in the diversity program literally 
how are you supposed to be in the diversity program and you calling people niggers? And you Asian. That's crazy. You calling us niggers, but you brought the coronavirus over here. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. You gotta sit your Eagles MC squared ass down yeah. somewhere. Get out of here, man. <laughs> Go do some math. <laughs> I'm fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, anyway switching gears um coming up soon is 420 for all you weed smokers out there and um there's a there's a whole history i went down a little bit of a wormhole today the, when the podcast drops today yeah what's the date today uh 19 oh 19 yeah so the podcast will be dropping monday when that'll be 420 yes sir so you guys might be lighting up a doobie and you'll Listen come across to the, the pie. Hey, yeah. smoke like, weed every like, day. Yeah, man, this is my favorite podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the the names for weed is hilarious. They'd be like, "Yeah, this is that Siberian skunk." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, man. Um, there was a lot of propaganda, especially in the '30s, um, to um make weed look like a really like a bad drug which was hilarious and uh, there was a movie called reefer madness before before you huh? say that um is it was it propaganda or was it just ignorance it's both yeah yeah it, i think it's dangerous too it's, yeah it's very dangerous uh because until uh, this day i've not met one person or heard a story of anyone dying from marijuana yeah, but but what I'm saying is, you know, back in the the 30s is probably there was probably not enough research on weed to really make any of these uh allegations either good mm-hmm. or bad. Right. So, um and you know, you, you hear these ideas like weed is a gateway drug and you know, right. so um and you know, obviously now in 2020 we have so much more information like they're selling freaking yeah. CBD and and drinks and stuff. So. Yeah, but there's par- there's still parallels. They're they're still allowing a lot of 1930s propaganda to, you know, not completely legalize weed when it's just absolutely fucking hilarious. You got alcohol out here, you got motherfucking cigarettes out here. All these things are way more yeah, You got exactly. real, you got legal drugs that they're selling. You know, opiates that are killing motherfuckers, and that yeah. shit's legal. And marijuana is, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and the, the, the propaganda or what they're using, like, it's completely anecdotal. Like, it's not like real shit. Mm-hmm. They just use this information that's really based on personal feelings and they use it to, you know, devalue or invalidate the benefits of marijuana. Yeah. Now, let's be clear. I want to preface everything I'm about to say. That me and Keith don't smoke weed. Yeah. Like, I've never smoked it. Keith hasn't smoked it either. Mm-mm. Right? Which is pretty much an anomaly for black people because I know a lot of people smoke. But yeah. anyways, uh, <laughs> my pop smokes. Yeah. Um, but, okay, there's a movie called Reefer Madness, right? Rest in peace, pop smoke. Yeah. What? You said my pop smoke. Yeah, I talk about my dad smokes marijuana. <laughs> not talk about the rapper that died. Yeah, I just wanted to sh- you know, throw a little shot. Right, that, that was corny, Keith. All right. All right. <laughs> Stop it, goddammit. No. Um, but uh, this film called Reefer Madness, um, 1936 film depicts the anti-marijuana propaganda movement in its first frenzied iteration. Uh, the narrative follows the plight of a young man who smokes the vicious weed and finds himself plunged in short order into a nightmare of violence and murder. That culminates in suicide and insanity. In the 1930s, cannabis and hemp 
which had been grown for hundreds of years in the U.S., even by founding fathers, began being referred as the as the marijuana, perhaps as uh, perhaps to associate it more closely with Mexican immigrants who were accused of taking American jobs in the Depression. So the man Mexicans have been getting blamed for everything since the fucking thirties. Yeah, they've been getting the short end of the stick. Oh, my shirt doesn't fit. These goddamn Mexicans. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Blame the Mexicans for everything. <laughs> oh, my hamburger's cold. Goddamn Mexicans. <laughs> you fall off your bike. Oh, these Mexicans. <laughs> Stub my toe. Now, um, also. White uh, people never want to take ownership, huh? I, yeah, dude. I, this is what I will say. I don't, I, I don't work with the, I don't be, work with the logic that white people are racist. I, I think that's ignorant, right? But I think that the history the historical context of a lot of white America has been very racist, and you guys cannot deny that. And I think a lot of white people are ashamed of that, and they rebuke that completely. But you cannot deny a lot of the corny shit y'all used to do back in the day. The motherfucking segregation, the demonizing Mexican immigrants, black people for no reason. White people be so racist, you can be a black person talking to them, and they would just be blindly racist towards you. Like, yeah. for instance, when the guy was like, so what's up with BET, man? Black oh. entertainment television. Why don't they have a white entertainment television? Yeah, I just didn't feel the need to talk to. I think the thing is, is, is here's the difference, right? You got to understand that people live in an echo chamber of, you know, who they're around and what they do. So when I'm getting my gun, he automatically assumed I was conservative. So he felt like he could have this conversation that he has with a lot of his buddies regardless that's just some uncle tom walking in there he probably he probably has guys that are there was an asian guy in there there's a white guy in there there was a guy that it was dark i don't know if he was black indian or fucking i don't know who he was but <laughs> what he smell like uh, uh like curry <laughs> <laughs> probably was indian no but <laughs> no nah, but uh no nah, but i just think he got comfortable in that situation and probably felt I was, he assumed I was conservative because I was getting a fucking gun. Yeah. But no, I'm just getting a gun because I'm getting a gun. Yeah. But I didn't argue with him. I didn't try to change his views or beliefs. I said, you know what? This guy is on another planet. Yeah. Okay, let him do that. He said, what's up with black entertainment, man? What if they, <laughs> what if they had a white entertainment? I would have to go down and like give the whole historical context of why BT and, and fucking uh, Univision and all these different... Um, television or these 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 different uh entities i guess you call it, whatever mm-hmm. why they exist yeah. they exist due to lack of representation yeah. right yeah. they exist due to black people it was so bad for black people that white people was painting their face black to pe- to play black characters oh yeah right so black people could even get roles black people couldn't themselves. even play black people they couldn't even play black people yeah right so and you, it still kind of goes on in, yeah. in certain instances yeah and it's like you you need to understand the historical context am i trying to make white people live in a place where they were just horrible racist people forever no yeah i just you just need to understand the history to understand why we are where we are today mm-hmm. have we made leaps and bounds yes have we done a lot better yes are there still stupid motherfuckers yes mm-hmm. okay we're not we're not post uh, post racial and and I don't want to stray too far from the topic which is marijuana which brings on my next point. Um, the notable use of the an angela angelicize or angelize or what the fuck it says angelize spelling variations yeah spelling variation with h <clears throat> replacing j was very likely to uh, like likely a deliberate choice to make the plant sound more un American and, and, and menacing. Hinting that hashish 
is related to the Arabic word assassin. Mm-hmm. And the article depicts the plant as a snake that originated in the Orient and traveled through Mexico, then wound itself, then then wound itself in a serpentine fashion through the social world of American life, determined to destroy not just the the mind but also our collective culture. The article uh, goes on to indulge in blatantly racist insinuations associating reefers with jazz halls and juke joints. And this it, this reprehen- reprehensible but masterly example of period propaganda. So the period propaganda for that time was they associated with black and brown people, and it's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah, look up reefer madness, right? You don't have to believe anything that I'm saying. That's cool. If you want to be like, you know what? Just two black guys with these biased opinions talking about what they want to talk about. I love taters. Okay, good for you, buddy. <laughs> All right, but look it up. Right. Don't mm-hmm. don't get caught up in, you know, being stuck and believing in what you believe. Don't be uncomfortable to hear new information. Yeah. Check it out. And yeah. a lot of it was racism, period. Yeah. It's a whole lot more. But yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I know, I, I didn't know um, that they took that whole angle as far as like oh, trying yeah. to. But I feel like I feel like there's these 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 powerful entities in America and they just have all of us on this, like, um, like these, like a, they're like puppeteers in a 100%. sense. You know, they have they have the ability to manipulate any and everything. If they want to make tobacco look cool, they throw it in some movies. They oh, can, yeah. you know, make a cool camel and you know make yeah. him a cartoon character so it's appealing to kids. And all this, it's like a psychological warfare out here. Right. And they they have the money and the means and the creativity to do it any and everything that they want to do. So I think that's, you know, just knowing that, I think it's important for us to to be able to recognize what's going on out here. You know? Yeah, the Joe Camel, they took all that shit down. Yeah, they can't and do no, that no, no more. I remember seeing Joe Camel a lot when I was a kid. So I grew up in the, you know, from eight, 1985. So I grew up towards the end of the 80s and early 90s. So yeah. I seen that motherfucker everywhere. Joe Camel mm-hmm. chilling on the wall. Yeah. Joe Camel had a fucking suit on and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, this dude is cool. Yeah. It didn't it's not like it exactly made me want to smoke cigarettes, but if you if you start to um conflate um cartoons and cigarettes and you like, yo, that camel looks cool. Let me smoke that shit. Yeah. Then you might smoke a cigarette because now you want to look like Jay Z. Not to oh, you stupid. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> not to not to mention that it's also um it's it could sit right next to a, a box of Captain Crunch or wow. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's just Fuck. like it would look like a character comparable to right. all those other things we see on cereal boxes and stuff. Fuck. Can you remember can you imagine camel cereal? That'd be crazy. That'd be oh, a fucking cigarette butt in there. <laughs> It'd be a marshmallow butt. <laughs> Look like a little sit. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Cigarillo crunch. <laughs> Cigarillo toast crunch. Swish a sweet crunch. Yeah, it'd be like a little uh, camel shaped cereal bites in there. Fucking <laughs> instead of like chocolate chips, it'd be cookie. Uh, it'd be uh, cigarette ash in there. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. That's fucked up though. But I say all this to say how far mar- medical marijuana has came yeah. and where it is now. Mm-hmm. It, it there's you know it's obvious. I won't say it's obvious because some people still believe in the propaganda. Um, older people like don't smoke that hippity bibbity. You know that's funny. You know, <laughs> but 
uh, CBD has came a long way. It allows people to get sleep and, yeah. you know, it helps people with anxiety problems and all kinds of shit, man. You can make, yeah. and hemp goes a long way. It's, you can make clothing out of hemp. Yeah. They use hemp on cars. I was listening to an uh, episode of Joe Rogan talking about how, uh, I think it was, uh, was it Henry Ford? I can't remember who it was. But they, I think they had uh, one of the first cars they the ins- that was the made out of hemp. Oh, that damn, crazy. Yeah. And uh, I was actually seeing I seen it today. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on it. Just go ahead and check out Joe Rogan and uh uh medical marijuana mm-hmm. or just the history of weed. And he basically was saying how weed is like the best plant like ever. A lot of it is biased because Joe Rogan smokes weed. Smokes a lot and it's weed. a very sensitive topic for Joe. I noticed Joe gets very defensive when somebody talks bad about weed. Yeah, you can see that. Huh? He's like, no, no, no. No, see, see, no, the problem is you don't know what you're talking about. That's dangerous. You shouldn't talk about something you don't know. He just had a, uh, he was just on there drinking uh, the CBD infused yeah, drink. It, and yeah. he's like, yeah, man, just drink it. It won't get you eyes. It's it, good for it's you. It's just the good stuff, man. Yeah. You talk bad it's about like it's weed. It's a lot of stuff. The, the reason I know that's slightly nonsense. Right. It's because that's the same thing people say about any and everything. Like right. you can say that something is good. F- you can find something that's good for you in a freaking gummy bear. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? So that's the that, that's that same regurgitated yep. information. It's good for you, dude. Yeah, just go ahead and drink it. Yes, yeah, a lot of it is anecdotal, man. Yeah, it's not, it's not like it's uh, it, it's it's based more off a personal feeling yeah. in, in your association with that thing you love, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Yeah, it's something you gotta you gotta draw the line somewhere though. You can't make everything you like and, and force that on other people. That's yeah. like me walking up to a gay guy and you'd be like, "Yo, man, I love pussy, man. Pussy is you, good. You, you gotta, gotta try, try it, my brother. Man. You gotta try this yeah, pussy, ever, man. So you wet, got to, man. So wet, man. You ever tried it? You tried it, uh, Oriental pussy before, man? <sighs> it's good, man. It's good. Imagine how weird that conversation <laughs> is. First of all, it's inappropriate. Right. <laughs> Second of all, the gay guys like, no, I don't like that. I don't yeah. want that. <laughs> <laughs> They had um, one other angle, though, is that with with this whole uh, with the more so like the leniency of uh, marijuana nowadays. Right. It's keeping a lot of people out of prison. Oh, yeah. That's a that's I think that's a a thing that needs to be highlighted in this whole. uh, 100%. Yeah. Not to mention, like I said earlier, I've never heard of anybody dying from smoking weed. So it's weird to me how it's not completely legalized. Um, but it's somebody, this is the fucked up part. While we're recording the podcast right now, there is somebody that got in a fatal accident from alcohol. I know there's hardly nobody on the road, but I guarantee there's somebody in the country right now that has died of uh, having a a fatal accident as a result of alcohol. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen a motherfucker die from smoking weed. Now he might eat a whole fucking box of Popeye's chicken, but he ain't gonna die. He yeah. might die from the chicken, but he ain't yeah. dying from the weed. Yeah. You know, what I'm yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, I had a moment today. I, I I went into um I went into Albertsons earlier because I wanted to get some uh ingredients to make my own homemade granola bars. Now I know you guys listening probably don't give a fuck, but I <laughs> went in there, <laughs> got some ingredients to make my own granola bars, and right across the street from Albertsons is the Popeyes. Right. And a few months ago, the most polarizing conversation we were all were having was the Popeye's chicken sandwich. But I looked at Popeye's and there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 it's crazy. It just shows you how quickly things can change. Yeah. Like now we're dealing with this pandemic 
and nobody gives a fuck about that Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> to make a long story short, this would be a perfect time for me to try that sandwich. You should try it. I should try it, man. But what's going to happen, though, is because it's not as popular as it once was, because I've had it like two or three times, uh-huh. and um, the first time I had it, it was solid. It was a solid chicken sandwich. Oh, wow. Um, and then I went back one day, and they gave me an old... It was oh. old. It, I, you could tell they cooked it probably earlier in the day and just oh, left it in there. Man. So what I'm saying is um, you might end up getting one of the, oh. the those. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want... And you know another thing, too, is I I don't fuck with fast food right now. Uh-huh. Uh, every The last time I had fast food, I think it went to like Del Taco over a week ago. Yeah. And it was it wasn't bad, but it's like I'm not eating this shit right now. The fucking Corona's all out. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to fuck around and get a crispy uh, crispy Rona Rona sandwich. Or something. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, not to stray too far away from the topic of marijuana. Um, if you guys are gonna enjoy your day, enjoy it. You got a lot of stress in the world right now. I'm sure that the weed man, uh, the the weed dealer is extremely busy, especially on 420. Um, yeah. And enjoy yourself. Stay indoors. Smoke your weed. Stop um, sharing weed. Yeah, stop passing the fucking blunt around, man. Yeah. This is not the time. Mm-hmm. You passing that Rona blunt around. Yeah. Somebody going to be like, man, I feel different, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <sighs> My lungs is hurting. It's like, I think I hit the blunt too hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else on that, key? Nah. All right, man. Well, uh, you guys enjoy your 420. Switching gears. Uh, Lizzo is back in the news. All right. And and you would think she wouldn't be in the news again, being as we having this pandemic and the goddamn Rona and shit. But uh, a lot of people have been doing live streams. A lot of people have been doing live streams. All right. Yeah. Before we get into this, did you hear about Babyface and fucking Teddy Riley? No, I, I guess um, <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I heard that uh, Teddy Riley's just was tripping. Teddy, this is what happens when you are just totally like un, unscrewed from technology. Yeah. This dude was trying to do a whole fucking concert. He doing dance moves and shit. And he's like, hey, can y'all hear me? Hello? Hello, and they did this shit for like over forty five minutes. He had yeah. no, he had no idea. And then Babyface was just, <laughs> they was just old down there, not knowing what's going on. And then Babyface said, hey, "I know I shouldn't have did this." <laughs> 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 it was so funny because um, you know Kev on stage, yeah, he capitalized on it early. Like he posted a video, like spoofing it, making fun of it, and it made CNN news. Oh wow! Yeah, I know Afion Crockett did one too. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. It was funny just because when you get older, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and what I what I realize about a lot of these battles because I I watched right. I watched a few of them. I watched um the one Neo did with yeah. uh, Jonte Austin. I okay. I watched Swiss Beats and Timberland. Um, I watched um a little bit of T Pain. I watched the Scott Storch and Manny Fresh one. And what I realized is that some of these are these battles are like uplifting people, yeah. And some of these are like mortalizing people. Right. So in the case of Teddy Riley, he's a guy he wrote for Michael Jackson. Right. He got hits on hits on hits. But now you have this this one little screw up, and you're just like this regular guy now. You yeah. you almost turn into bow wow in a sense. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's just that you're so oblivious to technology, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And it was so funny. 
<laughs> so he tried to do instead of because they were just playing him off their computer or something. Right. But he was trying to play this stuff live. Trying to play it live, but I think he had a breakdown of communication because when you're older, especially, and you're a little bit un, un, unglued <laughs> to the, you know the internet, instead they usually just playing songs. Yeah, Babyface was like getting ready to play a song, and he was like. He had a mic. He was on the stage. And yeah, it was people in there. I'm like, hold on, y'all not social distancing in there. What's going on? <laughs> that and it was, was crazy. It was just a clusterfuck. Yeah. It was. It was absolutely. How does he hilarious. not? I mean, you you're right. He's just unglued. But if you watched any of the battles, you would have known. You just plug in your freaking iPhone. Maybe and I don't know, dude. So Oxcord and, and Teddy Riley is the Joe Biden of R and B right now. <laughs> he has no fucking idea where he is at. That sounds crazy. Yeah, man. Joe, dude. Joe Biden. I'm telling you. Let's say Joe Biden gets elected president. Yeah. The scary thing for him is that that once they swear him in. And they try to put his hand on the Bible. He's like, where am I? <laughs> like, Joe, you're the president, man. Washington, D.C. It's like, I I solemnly swear to choke the bear. He's like, that's not part of the fucking, what are you doing, man? Oh, yeah, man. Joe, yeah, Joe is a trip. Anyways, uh, Lizzo, um, Joe, Joe, I mean, not Joe Biden, uh, P. Diddy did a live stream. And I guess it was for some type of, uh, I don't know, fundraiser, whatever the fuck it was. Like some awareness. Yeah, to, some type of awareness yeah. of COVID-19 or whatever. And he was like basically trying he to He just a, wanted to talk, really. Yeah, that's all he really wanted to talk. <laughs> yeah, P. Diddy, that's what he does. He talks about nothing a lot of times. <laughs> it's all about the love, y'all. We need the love, y'all. Yo, P. Diddy, let's talk about this too. When we get to <laughs> P. Diddy is slowly turning into Morgan Freeman. What the fuck? Can you see him? His beard is white. His hair is all fucked up. You got it. Crazy. If y'all out there, man, y'all getting a little bit older. For women, it's a little bit different. I get it. Yeah. You know, women, you 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 know, you like you guys like your hair color, um, and you you just kind of want to preserve your youth as far as women, right? But men, like, what are you running away from? I Diddy, know, we man. know what your age is. Your age is on Wikipedia, and then you Kevin Hart as well. Kevin Hart, I get it a little bit more so because he's an actor. So you know, when you are in a movie, you want to be the best version of yourself. But some of you, some of these other people, you know, DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled out here looking crazy. Man, somebody said, uh, it said like it showed a picture of him on the left mm-hmm. and it said, we the best. And then it showed, <laughs> it showed, it showed a picture of him new, now and it said, we depressed. <laughs> <laughs> we depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Diddy was doing a live stream. And he, you know, was with his sons and they was dancing and stuff, playing music. And they would go live and put somebody on the chat with him. Yeah. And Lizzo was one of the first ones to get on there. Lizzo's dancing to music. Nobody has a problem. And then Lizzo starts twerking. Uh-huh. And then Diddy was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't do that. You can't do that. There's kids watching this. We can't. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to do that. And he's like, no, nah, it's cool. We just can't be doing that for the kids. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Okay. So as time progresses and he goes and he starts getting other people on live, Drea, the light-skinned chick that's got a nice body and shit. She's on Love and Hip Hop, right? Yeah. Okay, she pops up. She starts dancing. She starts twerking. And then Diddy's like, hey, hey. Like, he's liking it, right? Yeah. That, my thing is, is I don't really come to the defense of Lizzo because she always doing some dumb shit a lot of times. But I'm 100% Team Lizzo. That was <laughs> that was clear. Sign fucking, me up. Yeah, that was clear fucking discrimination. Yeah. You were just, that was op- the same reason why a lot of people come to Lizzo's defense 
is because they saying she being discriminated against since she because she a big girl. Yeah, and I was disagreeing with it, but this time I this is blatant. This is blatant. I hundred yeah. percent agree. Yeah, they are fucking. He did that shit to Lizzo because he don't like big girls. Which oh you, yes, yeah. Which you don't have to like big women, right? That doesn't have to be your cup of tea. But keep the same energy, homie. Yeah. If you're gonna tell her not to twerk, then tell her not to twerk. Our angle was our angle when we spoke about it was always just we don't want kids seeing that we don't want that all you know plastered all over social media it's right. different you know different age groups we don't want her at the los angeles lakers game with her ass out right you, know, you can do that when in the confines of your own home that's concerts, great whatever yeah. yeah yeah your concerts where people are paying to see you it's all it's all good but it wasn't nothing about her weight it wasn't nothing about how she looked or you know how um how round her butt is or not or yeah. whatever it was always about just presenting that to the world right mm-hmm. yeah diddy clearly was fucking discriminating yeah like and the thing about it is <clears> let's <throat> say he discriminated right let's say he was like oh you know oh we can't do that then make sure you do the same shit with drea yeah drea was over there twerking and you was like hey you was liking that yeah like that was blatant man yeah, that's you gotta not keep the same energy yeah my thing is is that's a huge character flaw diddy you're supposed to be this businessman. It's this big time mogul and this motivator. We need love, y'all. We need yeah. love. Love is going to save the world. P. Diddy, I know you're not going to give a fuck or you're going to come across it, and maybe you will. And maybe someday we'll cross paths. But until then, you are full of shit. <laughs> you're full of shit, man. You're full of shit. You're not keeping the same energy, yeah. period. That is a huge character flaw. That means that this is a regular practice in P. Diddy's life. Oh, yeah. Right? What's what? The, what do they say? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I don't know what that means, but yeah, yeah, it's an old, uh, I guess, idiom or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's the truth. What's good? What's what's not good? What's good for Dre should be good for Lizzo. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if Lizzo was five hundred pounds and was twerking. If you tell her whoa, 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 then we you ain't better, doing that here. You better tell fucking Dre not to do it either. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I didn't see the video, but what what makes me kind of feel more sympathy for Lizzo is the fact that she actually apologized. Yeah, that's fucked up. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that's that's her brand. You right. know what I mean? That's her brand as far as twerking, having her booty out and whatnot. So she's only doing what people are wanting to see from her when, right. when they get on the live. Dre, on the other hand, I'm not sure what her brand is besides yeah, no being just, you know, just an attractive person. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely, definitely, definitely just bias. Just right. the The... The most um, explicit version of it right here. 100%. Let me be objective when I say this. Am I sexually attracted to Lizzo? Me personally, I'm not. Do I think she's unattractive? No, I don't think she's unattractive. But she's not my cup of tea. If I had some Henny in my system, no. Lizzo might get it. All right, she'll be like, (laughs) keep it be hitting it. (laughs) Why, man? (laughs) (laughs) Why Keith play for the Minnesota Vikings? <laughs> oh, man. And I chuck us my empire. <laughs> no, man, but um, I-, I say all that to say this. Drea is, to me, I think she's sexually attractive. She's got a nice body, very pretty. But let me be very clear, fellas. You got to stop being so blind and acting like a chick like Drea is somebody. Uh, Lizzo's value. Pound for pound. That's, well, that's probably, that's probably the wrong thing to say. <laughs> that's a pound, yeah. that's that's a lot of pounds there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, in, in regards to value, Lizzo's value is two times higher yeah. than Drea. Yeah. Lizzo has talent. Lizzo can sing. 
right? Dance. Dance. All of that. Lizzo yeah. was out. She, she did a live stream of her like pop locking and dance. I'm like, Lizzo got skills. Yeah. She could dance and she could sing. She got hit records. Mm-hmm. What do Drea got? Loving hip hop? Drea just get hit. She don't got hit yeah, records. Yeah, you just, I mean, you get fucked and you got a nice body and you're pretty. Ooh, whoop de doo. <laughs> you're popular on Instagram. Whoop de yeah. doo. Lizzo got hit out. She got hit records. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the day, Lizzo might be doing some wild shit, but a lot of other artists been doing wild shit too. Okay. Being beautiful is not a talent. It's Fuck just a no. blessing. I think a lot of women got it fucked up. They act like being beautiful is a talent. Just because Instagram gives you recognition for it. Yeah. Let me be clear. And this is going to sound really fucked up <clears throat> and really misogynistic. But just because you're pretty, who gives a fuck? <laughs> the woman that I, whoever it is that I marry, her being beautiful is not going to be the reason why I commit to her. Yeah. It's so much deeper than that. Like you have to have substance and value. Mm-hmm. Dre ain't got no fucking substance. What And what really happens is once you... You know, I don't know Dre on a personal level, I so her. I can't say that. But as far as like me, um, like that lack of substance and right. value can make me um, unattracted to you. A hundred percent. Look, all I'm saying is this. I don't know Dre from a personal level, but from what I see her doing and what she is doing, I would be more likely to marry someone like Lizzo than Dre. Because yeah. Lizzo actually has talent. Lizzo mm-hmm. actually has something she's passionate about. What the fuck is Drea passionate about? We don't know. The world will never know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my thing, man. Um, it's just weird. L- ladies, stop associating your beauty with something more than what it is. It is only skin deep. Yeah. That is it. It is only surface level stuff. That's it. You was blessed by, you know, God touched you, you know, and you happen to be attractive. But that's you have it. to do work outside of that. That's it. Got to, you know, you got to get an education. You got to get a job. You got to, you know, do things in the world besides take pictures on Instagram. True. But it's guys like P. Diddy that is, that, enab- is he enabling them? Super enabler. It's men like P. Diddy that <laughs> en- enable the fuck shit. <laughs> you, you look at that pretty bimbo chick that ain't got nothing to offer and you're like, yeah, she fire. But it's a girl that might be a little bit chubby. That, that actually could sing, she could dance, she's a really good writer, a content creator, and you're like, nah, just send, send her in the back, man. Yeah, send her in the back. Mm-hmm. Send me that little fine little Asian girl that was in there. Yeah. And it's like, yo, it's a culture of men that do this, straight up. Like, I, yeah. I'm a little bit, what do you call it, uh, uh, not naive, but I, I'm a little bit, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, looking, I'm trying to look for the word. We're basically... You you kind of lean more into like the woman that's a more attractive to you type of thing. A little, I guess, a little uh, 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 not biased, whatever. But but at the same time, I recognize the fact that I'm not going to champion someone because of their looks. Yeah, and that's exactly what P Diddy did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's really disturbing. I I'm, think the older you get, the and he's an old man. Right. Um, the older you get, the I think for me, the 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 more you realize that it's so much more to. Uh, uh, a partner or a relationship than 100%. you know what's what they actually look like, 100%. and I think that's I think that's where people um there's that's their downfall in a lot of relationships. They're just looking for the yeah, most looks. attractive person. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, if I'm marrying someone or she's my girlfriend, 
I need someone that I could trust with my life. I need somebody that I could trust with my finances. Mm-hmm. I need somebody that is doing something, that's passionate about something, that wants to be something. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know Drea, so I can't say that. All I'm saying is, is, is to go back to the point that a lot of men, a lot of men, even me at one point, would devalue a woman just because she didn't look the way that I wanted her to look and then let the next chick do do some shit that ain't nothing and give and reward her for doing it. And she looked fraction a fraction better. Yeah, that is just completely ignorant logic, folks. Yeah. Completely, just completely stupid logic, man. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, got to stop that. For sure. Uh, switching gears. Recognizing your own jealousy. And let me say this. There's been times where um, a woman or whoever I'm talking to or whatever will try to keep like, you're a little bit jealous, huh? And I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, I am. <laughs> right? And let's yeah. be clear. Being a little bit jealous of anything is a completely fucking normal reaction. Women are jealous. Men are jealous. But there's there's triggering things that there's things that trigger that. It's not like you're just jealous all the time. I think that when you're just jealous all the time of everything, that's insecurity. That's not even jealousy. That's an insecurity problem. <clears throat> yeah. But jealousy is normal. Yeah. I think when you act on it, that's when it's not normal. When you're able to recognize you're jealous about something, you can internalize it, work on yourself, say, hey, you know, I need to fix that. Right. Yeah. But it's not going to come out like you're going crazy. Like, mm-hmm. for example, um, let's say you're, you're with your girlfriend or whatever. And fucking Michael B. Jordan comes on the screen. He's got his shirt off, and your girl's like, "Oh wow, look at that! Oh man, yeah." What you do from there is it's not so much that you're just jealous. It's just like you you look at yourself like, "Man, I ain't got no six pack." Is this mm-hmm. what she really likes? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and that's a form of jealousy. Yeah, like you know, imagine if you're a white guy and your girlfriend's white, obviously, and then Michael B. Jordan. Oh, so that she my man. I'm not black, so what's going on? Yeah, it. Anything could trigger that little bit of jealousy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, it's one of those things where it it it's like a journey for this discovery for right. me at least because you, you you be out in the world and then you realize like oh I, you know I don't I don't mind like I'm not I'm not looking enviously at a Michael B Jordan 100%. or anybody like a Chris Brown or whatever but right. you know in certain situations. I guess, like I said, like like in a ninety percentile, you may be fine with your girl or whatever saying like, "Oh, Michael B. Jordan look good," but you know, you're like you said, you're a human being. So that other ten percent, like you know, depending on the weather, depending on the day, depending on you know how you look when you uh, looked at yourself last time in the mirror, you might be like, "Like, dang, like I ain't no Michael B. Jordan. I'm just a regular. I'm just a regular nigga out right, here." Right, right. Yeah, and and you you said something on the phone where we talked about it. You was like. Even if you were in shape, you you may be just as fit as Michael B. Jordan. Right. But those muscles on Michael B. Jordan and those muscles on you yeah. look totally different. Because totally that nigga's net screen. worth is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you might bust your girl or whoever it is. Like, you might bust your wife uh, saying little stuff to her friends. And you're just like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I'm not fucking, you know, I'm not. Michael B. Jordan. I'm not Jean Claude Van Damme. I'm yeah, not, yeah. You know, I'm not none of these guys. This, mm-hmm. this doesn't feel doesn't feel right. And mm-hmm. that's why we talked about a long time ago. Like, never 
if if let's say I, I'm with my girl and she wants to watch a movie like Creed or some other movie, I'm gonna be like, just take your friends there. Mm-hmm. I want you to I want you to genuinely enjoy the movie on your own. I don't want to be there while you're getting wet for Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> right? I don't want you to fucking. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be sitting there hearing this the whole movie. Okay, <laughs> if I'm not the one causing that, I don't want to hear it. I will break it to you though. He do be getting his ass beat in these movies. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah, beat that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's, what you, that's what you get, bitch. <laughs> that's oh, funny. But also, I don't want to empower them that much. Like, I don't nah. want. I don't want anybody to have that much power over to me to be like, oh, nah. I know how to. I know how to get under his skin. Like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna invite him to go see Creed with me. Oh yeah, women fucking love triggering your insecurities too. They yeah. love, they love it. That's what it funny, is is man. once they get to know you, they they figure out what gets under your skin. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, women don't admit it, but they like to they like to press your buttons. Yeah, because they know they can they can go to that. That's, That's why a superpower. It's a superpower, but mm-hmm. it's super lame too. Because <laughs> at the same time, I'm caught. You see, I'm a different dude. So. If I know that you know, then I know. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I, I'm with you. If I know yeah. that you know that I, then that I know, then I'm going to fix it within my soul 100%. to like make the adjustment so you right. can't get that reaction. Right, anymore. and then I'm gonna flip it right back on you. Yeah, and then you gonna say something like, "Yeah, and that's I like that. He's cute." I'll be like, "That's real." But J Lo got a fat ass. Yeah, too. you said J Lo got a big old booty. <laughs> I would love hitting that Puerto Rican booty from the back. <laughs> Like, uh-uh, I, I, I never forget the time you admitted that you would eat like, you would eat J Lo's booty. <laughs> yeah, I'd never eat nobody's ass, never. But I'll make some reservations for J Lo. I got I got like a, a, a li- I got a list of three, and they all older women. I got a list of three women, and they all older: J Lo, Nia Long, and Sanaa Lathan. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good three. That's a yeah. power three right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a power a, mill right there. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man a puerto rican and two black women oh yeah so you got you got collard greens and uh i'm dead you got uh plantanos these dudes be out here really going crazy they be like yeah i eat ass i love it yeah like, all right man good for you man <laughs> yeah but but ultimately ultimately man being jealous it's i'm not saying it's bad or it's good i'm saying that it's a real human reaction yeah it is okay to be jealous period it's okay but it's not okay to act on it yeah 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 it's a, it's a, it's definitely okay like you said it's, it's just i think um i had this discovery about like um just about the word emotions Right. Um. I used to think emotions was just that a person cries all the time. Like right. they're always sad about whatever, or you know, they just yeah. you know they're always mad or whatever. Yeah. But emotions just it's it is what you know what the definition states. It is just feelings, any sort of emotion exactly. when it comes to you can you can be emotional when you're happy. Exactly. You know what I mean, and like you know, even jealous, uh, jealousy, and all these all these different traits. So 100%. it's 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 a uh, it's not anything to shy away from. Um, I think it is important, like you said, not to act on it and also to recognize right. exactly why you're feeling these things and, and make the adjustments. Because you don't want to, um, like I said, you don't, for me, I never want anyone to have power over my emotions. A hundred percent. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, you can't help your emotions. Jealousy is an emotion, right? 
And since the time you were born, there's something embedded in you that you can't help and you can't change. However, you can deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Now, if you don't feel anything, you don't feel jealousy, you don't feel ain't you know, you might be a fucking sociopath if, yeah. at that point. You might be Aaron Hernandez, okay? <laughs> if you don't feel shit, you might be, you know. <laughs> but even he, I'm pretty sure he felt jealousy for oh, sure. Yeah. For sure. But he felt jealousy on a psychotic level. Mm-hmm. Like you said, hi to my girl. I'm going to bite your ass. I'm going to stab you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to make love to you at the same time. <laughs> I'm going to eat your ass. I'm going to bite your ass. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I bet you he said some crazy shit. Too. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to kiss you, make love to you. Too. <laughs> I'm going to kill you and chop you up. <laughs> like, damn. That's crazy. Yeah, man. You never know, man. But yeah, uh, I don't want to beat it, beat it over the head. But mm-hmm. uh if you feel, je- ladies or gentlemen, if you feel jealousy, it's normal. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. Don't let somebody weaponize that against you and say, oh, you're so jealous. Don't mm. let women get under your skin, too, because women love to press them fucking buttons. Yeah. If, if Next time your girl say, you're jealous, tell her, yes, I am. Yeah. I am jealous. And, and that's th- normal. And this is why I am jealous. Yeah. And if you do that, she can't use that against you no more. Yeah. She's like, you need to get over it. You're just jealous. And then what and then what you can do is like and and not in a malicious way, but only right. to to teach a lesson. You could just kind of flip the scenario. If right. um you know, if uh Scarlett Johansson pop on the screen in right. Endgame or something like that, you could say yeah. a little, oh Scarlett, you know, she looking kind of thick in them little black a little black suit. Right. And then just see how see how they feel. And then, you know, like I said, you know, you can you can treat it as a lesson more so than trying to be exactly. like get, getting back at them. Yeah. You see fucking Margot Robbie come across the screen and be like, ooh, Margot, I wonder what she could do with them lips. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she from Australia. I wonder what she telling with them kangaroos. I want to hop in her pouch. I want to go down under. Get up in that, mate. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Um, recently, the, the stimulus checks have been a uh, very popular topic. Obviously, a lot of Americans are unemployed, and this $1,200 can help them a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think... A lot of Americans are getting the short end of the stick based on the fact that a lot of companies still expect bills for some reason. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, yo, you motherfuckers need to defer the payment. Yeah. Um, Let's insert a small clip right here. This $1,200 thing isn't doing shit for the normal working family. You want to help? Here's one idea. Tell the fucking banks and mortgage companies to stop all mortgage payments at this time. Just stop them. And don't give me that three-month furlough bullshit. How does that even make sense? So someone who lost their job because you said to stay at home doesn't pay mortgage for three months, but in the fourth month they have to not only pay that month that's due, but also the three months they owed in full because it was furloughed? How the fuck does that help you greedy cocksuckers someone was just unemployed and not earning money for three months they weren't earning money hello now they just start back to work and all that money magically appears so they can pay the three months in a lump sum how are they fucking paying that are you fucking idiots look it almost makes sense that they can start paying the current mortgage due for the month when they go back to work but they can't pay the prior three months they had no all right, and basically what you get from the clip is the guy is right. He's pissed off based on the fact that a lot of these institutions or whatever, not even institutions, but these huge conglomerates, these companies been getting money from you for all these years, and it's almost like these motherfuckers acting like they ain't got no money in, yeah. in a couple of weeks. 
Like they need to defer all these payments, not to mention they're making everything due. And once everything opens up, the average American lives paycheck to paycheck. How is the average American going to pay for fucking two, three months of bills once this is all back together? Yeah. And you give the American people twelve hundred dollars. The only thing they should be getting is food. That's it. They should not have to worry about no bills, no motherfucking car payments, no credit card payments, no mortgages, no electric, nothing. Yeah. The American people didn't shut the government down. The government shut the fucking government down. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the American person, the American people. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't choose to be unemployed. So don't punish them by making them pay for shit. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. And you know, I was uh was watching this this little um news clip and it, they were speaking primarily about Bakersfield, and 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 it, I was I was just scratching my head when I heard it because I was under the impression, you know, that the 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 banks were um, basically like deferring the mortgage payments right. and stuff like that. But when I when I heard this person speak, and it was a local person here in Bakersfield, they were basically saying like, "We understand that people this is trying times, and people are not working mm-hmm. at the moment." But we also want these people to understand that rent is still due and yeah. that um, even if we are able to, you know, defer your payment, as soon as you get working again or as soon as you have the money, you should pay it back. And yeah. I was like, what the heck? Bro. Like, like, we ain't got no money. Right. <laughs> Where's this money going to come from? Bro, I don't give a <clears throat> fuck if you make over $200,000 a year. If you have the money to pay, guess what's happening? You've got money going out, but you don't Ain't have no money, money coming, coming in. in. Yeah. So why the fuck are you paying for anything? Yeah. Now, there's some people that are making that, uh, what do you call that? I guess, uh, uh, not residual, but they're making, uh, uh, I guess, residual income. That's mm-hmm. what they call it. Some people are, but at the same time, like, yo, if you ain't got no money coming in, even if you're well off, like, yeah. it's still fucked up to pay for anything. Yeah. It's really fucked up, man. And I think there's cer- certain, like the guy said, like, these are huge companies, like, um, you know, these, these internet companies and, you know, these, uh, these banks in which we're paying our rent and our mortgages to, these are huge companies and they're yeah. making, you know, thousands of dollars, millions of dollars annually. Yeah. And it shouldn't really be anything. That's why, that's one point he made that was great. It was like, you expect us to have savings and you expect us to, right. to be financially literate, but there's these huge companies that are still getting bailed out. Exactly. It's like that doesn't that doesn't make sense at all. If I if I'm a single person and I gross, you know, six figures, seven figures, eight figures um, as a as a individual or as an individual entity, um, I don't need no help from the government. A hundred percent. I should be helping people out. Bruh. So 100 percent. You know, I see. Fuck. I wish I could recognize him just to say his name. There was a landlord and he sent like an email to his tenants and he said, this is a tough time. And I guess a particular tenant came and said, I'm just, I know I was already behind before this happened. I just feel so horrible, feel so bad. And he basically reassured her and said, it's okay. Like, I understand, right? Then he doubled down on it after she felt bad and he came back with a bunch of groceries for her. Yeah, that's cool. I'm like, yo, like this needs recognition. Yeah. This, this landlord, like they need to tell on him to the news. Like, yo, this guy is giving people groceries. Yeah. But guess what this guy is? I bet you this guy has a lot of money and he don't need nothing from nobody. But a lot of people that run different businesses, 
they don't either one they don't manage their money right or they're, they're a one trick pony. So when something happens, they need money now. Yeah. They, they need your money. I still need your money. But when you make a lot of money and you have a good heart, it goes a long way. Yeah. Like that's the type of when I like my thing, my only objective to be rich or to have a lot of money is not to buy Lamborghini Gallardos. And I don't give a fuck about any of that. Mm -hmm. I just want to impact people. Yeah. Like I want to be able to be like, okay, you're you don't have a lot of money. You're doing bad. Okay. But you have this skill. Okay. Well, if you could do this for me here, I'll make sure I take care of you with no problem. Yeah. I'll help you get on your feet. Oh, you can't get to work. Here, take this car. You know, I just want to empower people. Yeah. That's to me, I feel that's true power in itself. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are begging for your fucking rent money. A lot of motherfuckers. This gyms, I'm not gonna say any names, but there's local gyms in town that tried to stay open because they can't even make ends meet. Yeah. They just want to get that membership money. Motherfucker, close your gym. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a lot of businesses that will probably go under yeah. in this time. And it's primarily because they had they just didn't have the ability to manage their money. Yeah. And when you have a business, you gotta understand when you first start first of all, this is gonna sound really, you know, I, I don't I don't run my own business, but this is what I will say. Like mm -hmm. if you're starting out, I can understand if you're you're you know you're treading water, but you eventually need to come off on the better end of that because God forbid a situation like this happens. You can't be fucking barely making it with having a business. If it's years that go on, you might want to try to try something else. Yeah. Because you don't need to be in a position where you're so desperate that you're getting people's money and you're putting their lives in danger during a fucking pandemic. Yeah. That's just dumb. Yeah. You hear about Little Caesars? Two people had the Yeah, the two people had the fucking coronavirus at Little Caesars. Mm -hmm. Need to change the name to Little Rona's Pizza. <laughs> Motherfuckers got Rona up in there making that pizza. That shit's nasty anyways. Yeah. I'm sorry. Little Caesars, I, we could never have you have a sponsor, man. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at that. Little Caesars reminds me of all the times. It just reminds me of being poor, man. Yeah. Little Caesars is a poor man's pizza. I swear that shit's got to be made out of fucking paste. <laughs> paste and low and like low, <laughs> low quality pepperoni or something. Yeah. 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 Little Caesars. Yeah. Hey, you know how they slogan is pizza, pizza, right? Yeah. My cousin said it should be Rona, Rona. <laughs> <laughs> oh that man, funny. yeah. I'm, I, that's the, the the bad part too is that in because um, a lot of these companies are in you know bad financial states and not right. you know not managed. It's, it, it, it's so many moving parts as far as these things. So take the Little Caesars for instance. Um, it's a, it's an essential business technically, so they have the ability to mm -hmm. stay open. But um, if they if the business was ran a little bit better and they had some you know some income to where maybe they can reduce the amount of employees in there mm -hmm. or maybe take a hiatus for a little bit, they would have probably um, prevented some of those workers from getting it. I don't know if they got it at work or where they got it at, but I'm just saying like you know just having two you know, is going to spread exponentially. What I would assume, this is an assumption. There's, there's no evidence backing it, but I would assume that a lot of like employees that work at fast food restaurants tend to be a little younger, right? So yeah. if they're younger and, and, and they're, you don't know what their whereabouts are, but I would assume they're not all staying indoors. You probably got some motherfuckers working a little Caesar that went to a party with 75 people in there. They're probably doing LSD and fucking shrooms and shit. Mm -hmm. And then they come to work 
but they got the virus because they've been around a huge group of people. Yeah. You, you cannot expect young people that are out here trying to have fun still to to be responsible. Yeah. They're just going they're just working at Little Caesars so they could pay their fucking pay for their own gas and yeah. you know, buy their own beer when they want to party. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they got the coronavirus. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, uh, but folks, another thing too, this is a, a per- public service announcement. Um stop eating out. Get the food that you want to get and make it at home. Mm-hmm. Like reduce your time like don't first of all eating out ain't healthy there's too much sodium and sugar and shit in it mm-hmm. not to mention you want to make your own pizza it tastes better at home man i'm telling you i've made i made my own pizza i can't remember how long ago it was but that yeah. shit was good as a motherfucker yeah it's it definitely it was definitely better than uh little, little caesars, caesar's. Yeah. oh fuck yeah 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 Pizza Hut is legit. I like Pizza Hut. Ain't bad actually. They they stepped their game up. I feel like Little Caesars. What they do is they um they get recycled cardboard and they put a little <laughs> bit of tomato paste on top and sprinkle a little bit of cheese and then throw it in the oven. Yeah, I don't know what they do with it, man. I, uh, Little Caesars pizza tastes like it was made by like a Catholic priest. <laughs> and and uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I was going. With. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that joke. Yeah, yeah, but I, it bombed. But yeah, man. Um, this is within the same topic. We'll talk about this too. Um, the twelve hundred dollars that people are getting, you getting some people that that get on uh, social media and post this stuff without anything, like anything behind it. Yeah, they be like, man, you need to invest this money, man. You need to invest this twelve hundred dollars, man. And I'm thinking, like, dude, what the fuck can you invest twelve hundred dollars in right now? I'm sure there's something small, but dude, if you ain't got your family, ain't really got no money, you ain't trying to invest shit, but in food. Yeah. So, like, dude, don't say you should be investing this money or you should be using this money to pay your bills. That's both bad advice to me mm-hmm. because those bills don't, they should be the last priority right now. Yeah. You can't even make any fucking money. So why would you use that money to pay your bills? It's stupid to me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this is, you know, this is the weirdest time. So I don't yeah. really have any advice um, as far, because everyone's situation is going to be different. For Very some true. people, that 1200 is you know surplus on whatever they got because some oh, people yeah. some people are still working you yeah. know they didn't really take into account who's working and who's not working very true um but the the best advice you can get from this whole situation is definitely to take care of yourself mm-hmm. make sure you're putting yourself first and foremost because you're not going to get evicted um you know so make sure your kids got food make sure you you good make sure um your car is running and outside of that um, you got the all the amenities you need as far as like you know toilet paper and stuff like that. And Wipe then, your ass. Yeah, definitely do that. And um, outside of that, um, you know, don't worry about what other people are saying. What you should do with your money. What you shouldn't be doing though is buying freaking TVs and. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, I seen a, or my mom was in Walmart the other day and she was. It was like the day after everyone got their stimulus check. And she was saying people was in there buying 50-inch TVs. And I was like, what the heck? Like, we are in a recession right now. Yeah. They always say, like, save for a rainy day. And it's a rainy day right now. It's so that means... <laughs> it's been raining a lot, literally, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that means don't buy the things that you don't need. Whenever the world is in a... Whenever there is uncertainty, you know, I forgot who said it. Roddy Rich was talking about... Uh, I think he told... I think Nipsey told him this. said... uh Save your money and it'll save you. Yeah. So in this situation where 
you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. I'm like not really wanting to spend. I've been working, so I'm earning money. I never stopped. So I'm earning money and I'm very seldomly spending it on anything except for things that I really, really need. Yeah. But like, yo, if you on the cusp of not having money and then you buy a TV, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Not to mention people could be buying a TV just to sell it. Yeah. They like they buy a TV for like $500, but they sell it for 900 It's like, dude, mm-hmm. it's just people capitalizing on the, it's just, it's annoying, dude. People are yeah. just, a lot of people are losers. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know what? I, I just, I send out uh, good energy and prayers to people. I don't know what your situation is. You listen to this. You might be eating on some ramen noodles because that's all you got at home, or you might be eating a full course meal. Uh-huh. All, all I know is just know that, you know, you are my thoughts. And I hope you come on a good end of this. Just, yeah. Just, you know, continue to, um, I don't know, man, just continue to survive, man. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a cold world out there. People fighting over toilet paper and shit. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's fucked up. Black China out here looking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely as far as that stimulus check, if it is surplus money for you and you are, you know, a person that's still working a lot, you, mm-hmm. you at Walmart, you at, you know, an essential business and that is just surplus money. Um, it is a, it's a little bit late, you know, the market already bottomed, but it is right. a, a good time to still, you, you can get some really cheap stocks out there. So that, and that 1200 goes a long way in the stock market. hundred percent. And yeah, it does. Not to mention if you have something you wanted to work on, but you didn't want to spend your money yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Like let's say you wanted to get some rims for your truck or something like that. And you didn't want to spend any money. Then just go That's ahead. free money. It's yeah. Free money. Just yeah. fucking just do it. It's your fucking money though. And, you know, I think this is another time uh, a couple of my friends are looking into starting businesses and stuff. Right. This is a, you know, you could use that 1200 to get your, your LLC or your, right. your trademarks, your your logo design and everything. Right. So resellers, permit, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you and once this coronavirus is over, you'll already be set. And, you know, when people start working again, they'll be spending more money. Yes. And you will already be ready to go. I think the the one thing that this thing taught me. Is that if you have any idea, you should just hop on it as soon as possible because right. you never know how the market will affect your um, your idea. You're because right. you because I look at the like a company like Zoom. Zoom is doing all of these um, these video conferences right now, and it was a company that I don't know what year it was cre- created, but it was never as popular as it was back then as it is now. So, 100%. yeah, you just got to keep you right. just got to hop on these ideas and keep going. Right, you got to hop on it, bro. <laughs> so he was waiting to press that button. <laughs> you know how my brain works. Man. Yeah, man. But you're right. I think a lot of times too, this is the perfect time to come up with a very unique idea that can thrive during this time, but it can also live. See, whatever you create now that that's convenient for people, you want to make sure it also has a long shelf life. Yeah. And I think you want it to thrive. Like I personally. This this is just an assumption. Doesn't mean I'm right at all. But I think the TikTok took off because of the fucking pandemic, personally. I don't I think it's gonna have a lot of users still, but I don't know how popular it's gonna be when this is over because people are gonna have more shit to do again. Yeah. You know it might be like the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Who no, it might be the Popeye. You don't want to be the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah. I'd rather be the Trucker's Mind Podcast, because the Trucker's Mind Podcast has growth mm-hmm. that's 
growing slowly over time, growing, 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 growing. Mm-hmm. And everybody that comes to this platform can respect it based on that. We don't try to do viral stunts, you know, and that's yeah. basically Popeye's chicken sandwich, basically like a viral stunt. Yeah. I don't know. But and they were so proud of that growth. They were just oh, yeah. sharing the, you know, sales are up 225% right. or whatever it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Popeye's, you know, everybody had a day in the sun, but mm-hmm. hey, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, switching gears. Uh, Black China. Uh, Black China has been in the news lately. And this time she's trying to get the bag right now. Uh, she has a OnlyFans and basically on there she's charging uh, $250 to follow back people. So that if they follow her, she'll follow them back for $250. And she'll FaceTime you for $950 from her OnlyFans page. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm going to tell you something. This is what happens when you ain't got no talent. Man. <laughs> when you don't have no talent besides you like just being you. Now, two things. I can't be mad at her for monetizing herself. Yeah. From that aspect, I can respect it. If somebody dumb enough to pay you for being black China, then fuck it. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just old fashioned capitalism. Like if I said, hey, I met him McGee, to talk to me, you gotta pay me five hundred dollars. And people paid. Like <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> She's gonna make a ton of money doing this. And plus everybody got these stimulus checks, they're gonna be like, I'm gonna talk to Black China today. That's crazy. I'm telling you, man, you never know, man. Somebody somebody out there is dumb enough to be like, man, I want to talk to Black China. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to get a viral moment, but at the end of the day, Black China just trying to get money. Yeah. And Charlemagne says something that had me laughing, but it's true. He said, You're gonna find out which people have been saving they saving the bag and being responsible with their money. He said, You're gonna start seeing rappers doing flat tummy tea ads and uh, yeah, starting their only thing. Fashion Nova and OnlyFans links. Yeah. Because, dude, you got to realize most money made from musicians is made off touring. Yeah. So all the tours and the, and the crowds is down. Mm-hmm. So you got to find a way to be creative. And if I would hate to be the guy that's talking about how many chains, how many girls you got, all this money you got. And then all of a sudden you got an OnlyFans link. Yeah. Not good. Because as much as we thought like they was going to stop these bills, these bills are still still going. Your car mm-hmm. payment is still due. Insurance yep. is still due. Yep. All these things. All I know is this. Is, is the baby better not get in no more fights right now. <laughs> <laughs> His album just dropped. Yeah. yeah. But the way the music business works is you get paid um, quarterly for your, for your music earnings. Yeah. So it takes a long time for you to recoup the money from your from your album. But sometimes they get advances on their albums, so yeah. But still, yeah. you, yeah. yeah, I think that being in the music industry probably teaches you a lot more about your money than any regular job because oh, it's so yeah. sporadic as far as like oh, where yeah. you're gonna get your money from. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be smart about your shit. But I think, and then here's another thing that was funny too. There's this girl because that this girl that I I don't know how I added her or she added me. I can't remember, but. Um, to make a long story short, I was scrolling through her Facebook story and I seen like her like rubbing her legs. And I was like, what's going on here? She's like, oh, this is for my OnlyFans. I'm selling uh, pics and videos. I was like, what? For reals? I was like, almost like Snapchat premium. And I was like laughing. She's like, yeah, actually it is. Then she sent me a link to her OnlyFans page. Yeah. And I'm like, what? This chick is really selling. She's like, I have to pay my bills. I know. I know. Like, I know wow. a girl I went to... Um, elementary school with that guy 
all all those the premium snap the OnlyFans and she got a Pornhub page. Nuh-uh. she's wow. ranked on there too. What? She ranked like two thousand something oh like my that. God, yeah. damn man, yeah. that's crazy. See the problem with that though, it, like regardless if you're on the Pornhub or the OnlyFans, you can't be on there sucking dick forever. You're gonna have yeah. to do something real with your life. The crazy part is with these girls, they try to have two. They try to have like these split personalities. Yeah. They'd be the same girl that's trying to be a registered nurse or going Stop. to nursing school or something. And then she on Pornhub getting her black bo- back blown out. Yeah. Like, I'm not that type of girl. I don't like sleep around. <laughs> and then you be on Pornhub and there's some fucking six foot five black guy <laughs> slamming long dick in there. Slamming long dick in like, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it to me, look, man. At the end of the day, I don't want to knock someone's hustle, but it's like, damn, this is this is a little bit desperate. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with people that become popular that don't have any talent. There's so many I couldn't even I can't even name them all. You ever you ever heard of Woe Vicky? Woe Vicky is this white girl that that talks like she's not even talks like she's black. She talks like she's ghetto. Yeah, she's like, I'm black. I'm telling you right now, y'all. I'm black, y'all. And I'm just like, girl, stop it. And she got popular from doing this dumb shit. You know who would kill on OnlyFans? Who? Um, Iggy Azalea. Oh, yeah. She'll kill on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll kill on there. She'll Yeah, she'll definitely make some money with that plastic surgery. <laughs> I don't, and the thing about Iggy, is, it's really disappointing to me. Because Iggy Azalea had a, a hit record. And from that point, like you just keep making music, but she turned in like to some model type of person. Yeah, it's really it's really strange. Like you, like it's like it's I don't know. And she started twerking all all yeah. of her posts was just her twerking. It's just so annoying. Yeah, and twerking to me is like repulsive, man. I, and that's just me. Maybe because I'm 35, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But it, just the whole twerking shit to me, it, twerking is not a dance. Twerking is a cry for attention. It's like, please look at me. Shake my ass. Yeah. Hate women like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure women got their type. They were like, I hate dudes that act like they like it. Well, that's how I think about it. I hate when they squint their eyes in the sunlight. Yeah, they they trying to be cute. I I can't stand that. Like, I can't stand women that twerk. It's fucking repulsive. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a cry for attention. I I don't, you know. You know, I'm not trying to judge, but I, I just personally, it's not my thing. Um. Anyways, not much to say about Black China. Um, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. she stops doing plastic surgery because you cannot reverse that. Oh shoot! Yeah, she's like a hybrid of fucking Michael Jackson and some farm animal. I don't know. Yeah, what the, the I fuck think is going um, on. I never, I never really realized how important like therapy was until, like, you know the the past couple years, right? Mm. Like, I, I think, and I think it really can save your life. As far as like yeah. a guy like Michael Jackson, I don't know what he was doing in his spare time or whatever. But if he was able to tackle the demons, as far as like his relationship with his parents and his yeah. dad and stuff, um, he's probably he probably would still be living right now. Yeah, if he could tackle the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to run away. <laughs> Why do you always try to run? <laughs> Bubbles, get back here. <laughs> Bubbles be like, I ain't going back in there. I heard that somebody said that Bubbles was like multiple little chimps or whatever. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. They said that 
I don't know who said this, but they were saying it's so definite. And I was like, how do you even know this? I, yeah, when I somebody is talking in definitive statements and I know that they have no real relationship or connection, it makes me weary of what they're saying. Right. But basically he was saying that like the, the, the chimps, they, um, they go through like a maturation where they almost become like uncontrollable. So then oh, they wow. kind of switch them out. And then so, yeah, but I don't know. I could just imagine Bubbles going crazy on Michael one day. Oh my God, Bubbles, stop. <laughs> He's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Bubbles, stop. <laughs> That's funny. They have, a, um, they have a script out there in the world that's about uh, Michael Jackson, but through Bubbles, like through Bubbles' lens. Yeah, Bubbles, like, ah, oof, ah, <laughs> Imagine somebody like a monkey narrating that shit. Like, ah, 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 oof, ah, 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 <laughs> Bubbles, <laughs> I made you dinner. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, switching gears. Um, you shouldn't have to remind someone to do anything. I think sometimes, like, if you really wanted to do it, it would get done. Yeah. And the reason why I bring this up is because there was a specific thing that I wanted to work on. In relation to the podcast, I reached out to a local uh, producer, I guess you could say he is. And uh, and I said, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like to reach out to you to try to get something done. And he was like, OK, cool. The guy hasn't reached back out to me. And that's fine. But I haven't reached back out to him. But what that does, that tells me a lot about a person, because if you sign up for something and you don't get it done. Then for Christ's sake, man, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, he didn't even sign up. It was like No, nah, he didn't sign up, but it's not you kinda do sign up. When yeah. you agree to do something, yeah, and you said, Oh, no problem, I got you. Cool. Yeah. He I was had, signing he, up. You're right. Yeah, he asked for specifics. Oh, what what kind of vibe you looking for? What you do? I, I, I told him. And then I haven't heard nothing back from him. Yeah. So it's like, come on, man. Fuck. Most pe- I mean, we realize this, but most people aren't really serious about no. what they say they are no you can look at a lot of people's and this is the the perfect way to really to really uh gauge this is to look at your your comrades instagram names their handles and what they have oh i didn't know uh-huh. it's a lot of like such and such photographer photos by such and such right. entrepreneur whatever um you know some something something singer and all these things with which they are like, you know, trying to brand themselves as these 100%. people and they don't even actively do no, what they're talking none about. None of it. It'd be like Debbie takes photos and you you reach out to her to make make you a photo and then she's like, Oh, okay, and then she doesn't do it. You need to change your fucking username to Debbie sometimes makes photos <laughs> because this is just a wrong fucking username. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of people that are like proclaiming to be these things i remember you were saying it a long time ago you were saying i'm not a comedian right yet you know i haven't put in enough time yet 100 percent. um and there's a lot of people that that have been to like two open mics and they consider themselves a comedian or you know they got a few uh videos on IGTV of little skits and stuff and they consider themselves a comedian 100 fucking percent now Mm -hmm. podcaster i'm a stone cold podcaster yeah we in it you got 109 108 episodes sometimes i I ain't gonna front i sometimes i forget i'm a podcaster (laughs) (laughs) just because it's it's so ingrained in like what we do and you know we talk about it so often that it's just like 
it's just it's just something that I do. It's just like brushing my teeth, you know. A hundred percent. And what's funny is this: is what you really need to understand, though, Keith. Let's say, for example, we run into run into Joe Rogan, or we run into I don't know Pat McAfee, or yeah. somebody else. Like when we say we're a podcaster, we're not that fucking podcast that's like I have five episodes type of shit. We got one hundred and eight for over a hundred weeks straight. Yeah, a hundred and what one hundred and six weeks consecutive. Yeah. Consecutive. Mm-hmm. The other two weeks we did two episodes in one week. Yeah. So basically, a hundred and straight episodes of content, mm-hmm. and we have not missed a week. Yeah. So when I ask somebody for something and they sign up and they don't do it, you need to understand why I have a certain amount of disdain for them. Yeah. Because you bullshitting me and I don't fucking bullshit. Yeah. I don't make excuses not to do something. I don't even miss work. I show up to work every day. Yeah. I don't make excuses to not go to work. The only days I get off is the days that I get off. Besides that, I don't call in with some bullshit excuse. I do my job and anybody who knows me realizes that i have integrity that's an integrity problem if you tell me you're gonna do something and you clearly don't do it then i just discredit everything you do from that point yeah like i don't care consistency is everything yeah um you know and if it's something that you signed up to do then you gotta do it and i ain't gonna front you know sometimes i i don't do exactly in everything that i say that i'm gonna do so i'm not i'm not gonna act like i'm the person that does any and everything they say 100 percent. but for the most part i hold up my end of the bargain yeah and um yeah i'm really about this life i'm not just out here saying you know i got a podcast and i got two episodes or whatever and you know like i don't you're not the type of person that that flings around the fact that you you know have a podcast yeah it kind of has to come up organically and same thing with me Mm. um but the thing about it, though, man, is people will fucking fling around the fact that they got a podcast. Hey, yo, I got a podcast, man. You should listen. And then I go look, and you got fucking two episodes. You've been doing, you, and you've been, you started your first episode eight months ago. I don't. And give then a, you proclaim that you're the best podcast. Yeah, and I don't give a fuck about your podcast because you don't <laughs> got no content. <laughs> That's the reason, and it's not the fact that I'm hating. I'm not hating on a motherfucker with a few pack podcasts. First of all, I'm not. I'm not making it like we're the fucking kings of podcasts, but let's be very clear here. When you're doing the work, it's just, you just don't really give a fuck about people that are not doing the work. (laughs) Yeah. It's really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, don't do that. We're too old for that. I'm 35 years old. I can't be fucking around telling people like, hey, yeah, I do this. Like, granted, I'm not great at everything. There's certain things that I could be better at, but I'm aware of that and I consciously work on that Mm -hmm. but the shit that i'm good at that i double down on i do a great fucking job at it some people don't have anything they're great at and they only double down on things that don't benefit them i know this podcast benefits me and keith Mm -hmm. some some dudes will only there's some dudes that will chase pussy right and they just they chase women that don't even like them but then they don't they have the nerve to like give up on something like a podcast yeah it's like dude what the what are you doing yeah that's crazy, man. And imagine, like, you, you, we talked about it as far as, like, imagine if we put the same amount of effort that we did in this podcast into other aspects of our life, whether right. it's, you know, training, working out, or whatever, and how successful you would be. But imagine if the the amount of effort that guys in 
put into chasing women around. Oh man. Um, if they put that into their into whatever art or whatever business venture they're trying to do, like how right. successful they would be. A hundred percent. Cause I, I ain't going to front. I've driven like an hour and 45 minutes to, to meet up with like a, a female. And I probably haven't done that type of thing as far as like a business. I haven't really like, I've you know, I've done different things. I've driven like to New Mexico is for like certain opportunities and acting and filmmaking and stuff. But just that, like that persistence to right. you know to find like to meet this girl, um, you know, for other people out there, you know, just just recognize what you're doing and see if you 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 do have the ability to apply yourself in, 100%. in other areas. Yeah, you're applying you don't, you apply yourself to things that don't. There's no long term. You're not reaping any long term benefits from certain shit. Yeah. Like if you drive an hour and a half to get some pussy, the only thing you're getting is pussy. That's it. Yeah. You leave that and deal. you be spending gas, putting yeah. wear on your tires. Right. Yeah. You, you, you're wearing your tires down. You, you're fucking. You buying condoms. You probably getting a little bit of alcohol that she drinks. Niggas is not buying condoms. You driving out. Yeah, a lot of motherfuckers ain't. Buying <laughs> but you're only getting pussy to do that, dude. That's yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, man, imagine this. Imagine if for one, you didn't work that hard to get get ass and you could meet a girl right in your town and then you could put that money that you would have spent to go chase pussy out of town yeah and put it into i don't know filling up your tank and going to some meetings i don't know some meetings to to, yeah you know to to be with creatives or who knows yeah 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 Yeah, you gotta you you gotta pry priorities man i mean the, the 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 way that i could rectify that by saying you know i did do something like that is that I know for a fact that, like I said, I've driven to New Mexico to to act in a little short TV series, and yeah. I've driven to LA to do a podcast, yep. you know, with Caesar, and you know, trying yeah. to just trying to just capitalize on opportunities. So, hundred percent, yeah, I enjoy that. I want to collaborate with other podcasts. You know, we talked about that, but it's like, yo, like it's no offense to anybody that may have a podcast. I think that a lot of people they just on different vibes. Um, but it's some people that's not as consistent. Yeah. It's some people that I've seen that's doing the work that's, you know, around 100 episodes or got 100 episodes, and I respect that because that means it takes a certain level of of consistency and responsibility for your brand because yeah. your podcast is not just a podcast. It's a brand. Yeah. And the top podcasts make a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's, that's important. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, I, I really ain't got much else to say. But mm-hmm. where we at, Keith? 144 that came quick i looked up it was an hour and now it's 45 minutes later oh yeah man we putting in work uh but uh yeah man um yeah so uh we've came to the end of the road here uh i'd like to thank everyone for taking out time in their day to tune in once again to a trucker's mind podcast episode 108 108 smoke some weed today hey Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. Nate Dog. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fing. We're out of here. Peace.